1: At the theater, more than the movies come to life. Movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. Pick me! Pick me! And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies.
2: Not eliminate himself from the contention of the Chris Sims most coveted cornerback rankings draft board of the year. <laughs> Way to lock
0: it down there. That
2: was smooth.
3: <laughs> you awesome. are uh, Chris Sims' top five host in the world. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. That's right. That's why they pay that guy the big yeah. bucks right there. Who yeah. could set that up better than the Golden Man himself, yeah. Ahmed Farid, yeah. wearing his yellow pants? Who? Can even pull off yellow pants in the world not right now. Not many. Not many. People. I'm willing to say that you're the only one hosting a show today yeah. in America wearing yellow pants. That's probably true. Probably true.
2: Debatable if I'm pulling it off
3: or not. Well, you're pulling it off. You I'm are wearing them. I mean, it is happening. And you got the red underneath yeah. undershirt on with yeah. the gray. Yeah, you. You've been going more black. I, I noticed had. that. I you guess really this is my mood lately. Almost huh? all black. Right. I don't know what it is. is, is everything okay? I know. Well, like. I mean, you know I don't ever vary from the color wheel too far. You know those <laughs> yeah. orangey reds. It's those dangerous. oranges are more red than red. Your judgment is in question uh, on that. <laughs> but but um, I, I usually do have more gray involved and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what it is, though. You're, you're not wrong. Blue? You used to I've been sprinkle doing, some blue I've been there. doing blue. Okay. You, I think you've been seeing me, and I've been wearing all blue, too, so you don't even realize. You're That's just like, true. oh, it's yeah. all blue, it's all black, it's who the fuck the cares, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but I have been feeling the black lately. I really have. I don't and know. then once you get into a rhythm it, of wearing the same thing you're like, I can this go works. the whole week. Yeah. I actually looked at a, I was on Peacock and went through I think like 2 weeks ago I was yeah. looking for something and I looked and I was like damn I wore black four days in a row i tried to tell you i know i think you did i know and then the next week i followed it up with like blue the first four three days of the week and then i changed it up on the fourth day (laughs) you're becoming a cartoon character i need to maybe infuse some color especially for these warmer or not or this is just like like homer simpson right you wears the same thing every show this is what i am and i think that's we compliment each other well you do the color of the rainbows and i'll just do black and blue over here i forced you into this right Right. because
2: you have to balance me out
3: oh my gosh if i was wearing what you were wearing people would be like oh my gosh i can't (laughs) take it my eyes hurt yeah i've always watched the podcast too Will, crazy people yeah, on this. I'll listen to it from now on <laughs> that, that, I don't
2: want that ever in my eyes ever
3: again uh good weekend though good fun weekend, weekend good weekend yeah they're all fun I mean fun is standard policy yeah in the Sims household uh-huh. I'm always going to make it fun uh yeah college basketball games cool to see parents came over Saturday you know little boy doubleheader baseball game yesterday so doing that froze my ass off Sitting there for four hours yesterday watching the doubleheader. They don't have a pitch clock. They got a little tan. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, you do have. a little Yeah, color. I got a little tan. I got color. I mean, I was out there. But as anybody, I mean, the Northeast in April is still not very fun. And it was like thirty-nine degrees watching yeah. a baseball game yesterday. We get tricked
2: though. That's what happens. We get tricked. Right.
3: We get a sixty-degree day. Right, and then we're like, I'm done with coats. Yeah, I'm o- and so I'm over it. And the weather's like, well, we just tricked yeah, yeah, you. we made it. We're in spring. Saturday yeah. was kind of like that. We had a seventy-degree day up here, and you were like, oh man, this feels great. It's humid. Yeah. This is awesome. Woke up the next day, it was freezing hell. Yeah, you're screwed yeah. now. The weather you had, had like, a good weekend. We it was,
2: it was all good, yeah. guy over there. Yeah, we had the Florida Derby, and I so we got that. Kentucky Derby coming up in, I think, five Two? weeks. Is it five or Something weeks? like that. Gosh, yeah, a four okay. and a half, oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, it's the
3: first weekend in May or the second weekend in May.
2: So we're getting there. All we're right. rolling. Baseball's starting up here. But today we have more pressing issues. Way more pressing issues. The top five running backs in the Chris Sims top five running back, top five draft rankings. Dang, yeah, and By the top five Chris Sims host, Ahmed <laughs> Farid. Uh, so we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, interesting class because there is a guy who stands above the rest, we yes. think. Yeah. Although you always do something a little crazy. So we yet to be determined on that. Uh, but before we get to the actual running back rankings, let's yeah. take a look back at how we do. At this whole thing, and a collective we. Yeah. We as all prognosticators here. And so we'll take a look back at a couple drafts. This is power to the sheeple. We've been trying to do this because I don't think we always check our work. No. At the no, end of the we day. Definitely like no, definitely don't. You just kind of move on to the next draft. You right. start ranking guys again. But That's let's right. just see how close we were on some of these sure. and how everyone was. And so I just uh, picked out a couple drafts here. 2021, which was a big one. Because I think even at this time, Chris, and you were not in the consensus here because – A lot of people thought Najee Harris was a step above the rest. He was number one consensus. He was the first off the board. You had Travis Etienne first. You were very rare in having Najee Harris fourth. And I think, you know, nothing against Najee Harris. He's been asked to do a A lot with very little. Right. Um, But that explosive nature that you didn't see in college has not been there in the pros either.
3: That's right. You know, there's a blend of that power-speed element. There you go. Wait, what's going to work in the NFL? And I was a little bit on Najee Harris of the – You know, hey, I know he's big and strong and powerful, but, you know, like we've talked about before, there there would be some holes, and you'd go, damn, he only got 10 yards. You know, gosh, uh, Travis Etienne would have got 60 right there, right? So there was some of that that you didn't like. And, you know, if you remember at the time, I don't think he had a run longer than 20 yards at his last year at Alabama. So, you know. I didn't love that aspect. Now, I still didn't give him enough credit for how big and powerful he is Mm -hmm. and how many times he can make a four-yard run where you go, he really should have got no yards or one yard right there. But, you know, at the same time, yes, some of those things that bothered me, they bothered Pittsburgh this year. And I think you heard that in the Pittsburgh fan base a little bit, right? There was a little bit of a you know, uprising for the uh, the guy behind him and Warren a little at one point. Sure. And I think that was because what they saw, his ability to kind of get past the second level, get to the second level is a little more explosive or immediate than Najee Harris. And, you know, again, that's where you get a balance. And that's where it is different between college, and the NFL, you know, just because a guy is really fast in college doesn't mean it's always really fast in the NFL. And now that's the NFL. It's a bigger game, and guys are out of position less. That's where the size and breaking tackles comes into play more maybe than college football, and that's where you've got to kind of gauge this whole process.
2: There was a debate about two guys on North Carolina that yeah, year. Yeah, right. Yeah, Javante Williams. You also had Michael Carter. Most people liked Williams better than Carter. You took Carter I took over Carter, Williams. Carter,
0: right.
3: They've both s- shown flashes in the NFL. They definitely Yeah, but I'm wrong. I'm wrong.
0: Williams is better.
1: Williams is
3: more made for the, Williams is exactly what we're talking about, right? Williams, you'd watch next to Carter and you'd go, Oh my gosh, that was an unbelievable highlight run by Carter, but I wasn't giving enough credit to Williams ability to move the pile or bounce off a tackle and get four or five more yards. And then how that'll translate to the NFL, Michael Carter in college bounces off a tackle and you go, Oh, look, he's got pretty good power, but then he gets to the NFL and that same tackle happens. You go, no, he went down. Mm -hmm. He went down. Javante Williams runs through that tackle and we saw that time and time again where okay maybe he didn't turn the corner for 50 yards like Michael Carter did right but again that's again where the balance of it okay yeah he's not as explosive but there's a more of a power element to him and that power, big people's game, translates sometimes more in the NFL than it does in college football. Power em-
2: element to uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who was taken in the seventh round. Oh, he was, I
3: believe, my si- next guy. I know. You were like, I'm pretty sure he was my honorable mention. Um, but, yeah, man, look at him. And, that, you know, it, it's again, it's guys like Ramondre Stevenson, right? Yeah. Where we go, this is why running backs don't get drafted in the top 20. Because mm-hmm. you can get a Ramondre Stevenson and go, That's one of the better running backs in the NFL, and he's in the seventh round. Yeah, right. So that that's or he wasn't the seventh round. He was seventh, seventh pick. pick, I think he was like the fourth or fifth round somewhere. I do have it right here. Yeah, he was fourth, late fourth. He was fourth
2: round. Yeah, Yeah. pick one twenty in the draft. So uh, yeah, we'll get into that discussion too because I think that's an that's an interesting discussion. Right. So that was twenty twenty one, and then last year. You were also bucking the trend a little bit because I think most people thought, kind of like this year, that it was a clear number one. I think most people were saying yeah. Brees Hall right. was a clear number one last year. And when he was healthy, he looked awesome. Right. But I think you were proven right in that Kenneth Walker, who you did have number one, at times looked like he was in that same conversation as Brees Hall.
3: Okay, yeah, they're both awesome. They are. But Kenneth Walker's more my cup of tea. Brees Hall is a straight-liner, like we saw. Catch a swing pass out of the backfield from some Zach Wilson or get a toss sweep, right? And he would just straight-line, outrun you. He had incredible speed. Walker's got a little bit more of everything as far as a running back's concern. Walker also can go 70 yards to the house, like we saw Brees Hall do. But Walker had better change of directional skills, and Walker is – he, he's one of the more physical runners in all of football already. That's where he really caught my eye. Again, you know, how long that'll last, I don't know. But we have to look at this and just go, these are four-year rentals. Stop worrying about what he might look like in year eight because right. he probably won't be on your team.
2: You weren't as high on Isaiah Spiller as most people. He was consensus third. You didn't have him in your top five. He ended up going off the ninth running back off the board.
3: Spiller, big guy, right? Just lacked a little bit of explosive, explosive ability and acceleration that you'd like out of the top running back. So that was really what kept him off my top five uh james cook everyone
2: kind of liked him didn't pop right in buffalo the first year yeah uh i do like your damian pierce you had him in your top five you made sure of that he was consensus seventh yeah uh, and, and i should have like had him more five. see there's yeah. again
3: there's the guy that where it's like hey stop worrying about the 50 yard run so much and what about the guy who ran over seven people to get 12 yards or just hits the hole hard and you know that's more realistic life in the nfl and then you know the guy we're missing there who um is the the guy from lsu ty davis price oh yeah ty right? davis price Who so you had him take it i had him i believe is my third running back. you had him five i you had him five, five. yeah okay. you had
2: ty davis price five he uh, was drafted by the 49ers so what did i
3: have pierce fourth you had pierce because you have five there oh, for whoops. him too yeah typo up? typo uh oh see uh, this is what happens when you're worried about wearing yellow pants and stuff
2: maybe you, you did have yeah, you had Damian, Damian Pierce, Pierce third, third, so you, you got to mix up. Don't you worry. You got to mixed up. Don't, right, don't, don't point out my it. mistakes. Y'all just here. make me look worse on you my know, own I podcast. I screwed that up. So. No
3: problem. Thanks, no, guys. No, that's my,
2: that's my bad. Pete goes, hey, he should have checked.
3: Boss, they're making me look bad on my own podcast, No, boss. it gives us an opportunity. Oh, thank it you, It gives boss. us an
2: opportunity to say you were even higher on Damian Pierce than most people. <laughs> oh, thank uh, you. Good so, cover. Yeah, Good we cover. We get to that. do that even. Right, do it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> As our boss walks by here at the worst possible time. Yes,
3: right. It was all Ahmed's fault. Fire him. <laughs> so here, so
2: you did have Ty Davis Price. You had him in your top five. Yes. He had a high ankle sprain week number two. Is he yes. listening to this? This is all accurate <laughs> no, information. No, he walked away. He
3: already, Dang he it. You're already fired.
2: Uh, and, and Kyle Shanahan. Did talk about him. It was like once he was injured early on, he missed out on some rep it's hard opportunities to get, get back and in didn't get it. in the flow after. It that. is,
3: it is, it's hard. He's he's got. He'll get another crack this year, and we know how Shanahan is. He's gonna, you know, he's he's gonna keep McCaffrey fresh. He's got Elijah Mitchell. He'll add this guy into the mix too. And hey, I you know I don't I don't lie. I mean, uh running back, you know, it's a position that certainly Shanahan has given me some pointers on throughout my years. You know and things to look at and what to like and whatever else and uh yeah i mean he was a guy that i wasn't shocked that shanahan took yeah. him i uh, shanahan when they were like in that running back conversation in the middle of rounds last year i kept going gosh it's gonna be it's gotta be pierce of the lsu kid you know, just that's the kind of guy he likes—no nonsense, downhill, smash mouth. Hey, I've designed this play for this hole to be right here, and I need you to go through it at full speed. And you know, he values that ability in running backs maybe more than than other teams do. So, as
2: you saw at the bottom of that graphic as well, Tyler Algier was the twelfth running back
3: off the board. Yeah, he was awesome in his but first see, year. But see, those are the other guys. Those are the guys yep. Those are the guys we're talking about here, where. You know, we go, man, there's not a lot of big playability. Look, he never runs for 35 or 40-yard, more than 40-yard gain in college football. Great, 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 okay, right? But, you know, you realistically go, how many running backs really run for more than 40-yard runs in the NFL anyways, unless just the Red Sea parts? I understand Mm -hmm. if it's like the biggest hole ever and he just did the run straight. You know, the more of the everyday run, the things you see on a consistent basis are, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of a hole, but the hole closes fast. Now there's a linebacker in there at that two-yard point. You're going to run him over? You're going to break his ankles to get a few more yards? How's it going to go? That's life in the NFL. College, there's more space, and it allows you to be tricked by the sexiness at times, and I know I've been tricked uh, by it before a few times in my life as well. And
2: Isaiah Pacheco, seventh-round pick by the Chiefs playing in the Super Bowl and playing a huge role in the Super yeah. Bowl. So I think part of it, and you've, you've spoken to uh, a little bit of it, I think the idea that running backs are a dime a dozen, you can get a good one in the first round of the seventh round. I mean, we've seen good ones in the seventh round. Yeah. Like, I think maybe more of that is it's not that they're all the same. It's that maybe, as you just mentioned, we have a harder time identifying which ones will be the studs and which one won't be. I think so.
3: I think so. And then at times it's its hard too. like Isaiah Pacheco, it's hard. Nobody blocked for him, you know, for four years, right? He was at Rutgers. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you know me. I've told stories. I had friends in Jersey who were always like, man, this is Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco's got the greatest three-yard run highlight film you've ever seen in your life, right? So it's hard to see the full skill set off of that, too. You know, yeah, you see a run every now and then, but you're just like, well, this is against this team, and it just happened from him here, so you don't know yeah. what to do there. You know, that that's where it, it can be tough, certainly. You know, and again, I think that is going into taking away, like you're talking about, you know, the production aspect of it, the sexiness aspect of it. No, let's just get into the build, you know, the mindset in which he runs and plays with and then how it translates in the NFL, yeah. I think, is uh, yeah more of a, a bigger conversation than the stats all the time that, that we
2: all love to f- Fall in love yeah, with. because we see better running backs emerge. Better running backs are, are out there in the NFL, and there's ones you'd rather have over other ones. You just don't know at the time of draft whether you should invest a first round pick in a guy or a seventh round pick in a guy because you might be completely wrong. So. Well,
3: look, I, if you look at the top running backs in the sport right now, right? I mean, we talk about Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. such a bigger, thicker human being than people realize. Yeah. And he's. He's 5'10", and I believe, and Pete can look this up and maybe say, you're 228 coming out, 225. You know, it's it's a sledgehammer. It's, it's People don't realize how thick he is until you see him in person. Same with Nick Chubb, right? We know Derrick Henry's a giant, right? Saquon Barkley, another guy. You know, yeah, yeah, he's got a rocket up his ass. But if you saw him in person, you go, damn, okay, yeah, you're right. I can't tackle Saquon Barkley. He's not you know, as thick as he is. Christian so, McCaffrey? McCaffrey's a little different, right? Maybe a little bit of a, in a smaller package. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook maybe too. But what do they have that makes up for that little element of maybe not the power that the other guys we just talked about? They have incredible quicks, right, and acceleration. and or so, there, There's something else that makes them special in their own right. And I think that's what we're looking at, and, you know, some of them have a both. You know, like we're talking about with Nick Chubb, he's kind of got a both. He's kind of got the power, can run you over, and can run for 70 yards. Jonathan Taylor's another one that's like that. We can't forget about him. He was hurt last year, yeah. but he's one of the best running backs in the game too. Are,
2: yeah. Um, I, I think this is all good. We're going to yeah. get into some of the stuff yeah. as we go through some of these specific players. Yeah, cool. But it does kind of sound like you have maybe not changed the way you look at this or scout this position, but you're you're weighing more factors and different factors than you did maybe two
3: years yeah, ago. Yeah, I just stopped getting so obsessed with maybe just some of the space guys and all that and whoa he's so fast running through that hole and just instead of going wait that the hole's not going to be that big in an nfl game other than one time the whole year elton puka on
2: twitter goes why do you keep massively
3: overrating speed at the running back
2: position man this was like your own brain this is like the (laughs) devil and the angel elton puka that's your own devil you tweeted this to yourself nobody is breaking 50 yard runs in the nfl maybe once a month and so um yeah, no, he's we looked at it. Pete got a stat here. There were thirty runs of fifty <laughs> or more yards this season in the NFL. Right. Yeah,
3: it's it's an overrated aspect. He's not wrong in questioning me that. Now listen, there's still some let's not forget that the guys we we're talking about that were the two best running backs last year were both ran four three. Yeah. So speed is still really important. That can make you special, right? But yes, that's what I'm trying to explain here is Damien the, the 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 four three guy who can run for an eighty yard touchdown but can't play with any contact balance or ever get you tough yards is not as good as Damian Pierce who runs four six but has incredible acceleration and every time he gets hit the pile goes forward four or five more yards, right? That has more value. I think we're getting there to finally explaining this the right way. I think I'm getting there. A Titan named Theo says when evaluating Hello, running Theo. backs, how Are much
2: you? weight do you put into skills such as vision and balance compared oh, to the other skills? Yeah, I
3: mean, a ton, a ton. There's definitely some runners in this this process or you go through where you just go, oh, my gosh, I mean, damn, he missed a hole. Oh, I mean, what a stupid cut. You know, So that definitely goes into this. The really good running backs almost never miss a hole and almost have a sense of where it's like, whoa, how did he even see that hole? That wasn't even there, and he kind of made the cut like feeling it about to open, right? So definitely. And then, yes, the balance and all that, certainly. And I think that's what I'm trying to talk about here is, you know, another guy that's in my head here, Mr. A Titan yeah. named Theo. All the homies yeah. are in your head. I'm, 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 I'm trying, you know, not to fall in love with that aspect as much, and that's where the balance and the contact balance is crucial. You know, again, that's where you just get into when, you, when I evaluate myself or the good running backs in football, that's what they have unless it's just the, mo- the fastest guy in football or the quickest guy in football, the other ones have the ability, like Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb, to run through a hole. Oh, a linebacker hit me on the shoulder. Okay, it knocked me off kilter a little, but I can keep going, right? Oh, I got hit by this guy on the arm or the thigh. I'm a little off balance, but I got 10 more yards before I hit the ground. And that's huge. It's huge in the NFL and has great value. So one more question before yeah. we get to your rankings. Dylan
2: Feltovich says, "I know you've said that age doesn't affect your rankings for other positions, but does the age of a running back coming out of college affect how you view them?" I, more of the the carries would maybe scare me
3: more than anything, but
2: not necessarily because you were very high on. Yeah, I mean that. But on, you're um, right. i I'm, There's been
3: plenty. Yeah.
2: Um. No. Who was it that you're right. saying? Colts, was, uh, Wisconsin. Well, yeah, Jonathan was, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, right, Taylor. We meant. just talked about him. Yeah. I was right. Like, well, I,
3: no, yeah, well, they, I mean, under the radar. Guy, none of it's but. an end-all, be-all to me. No, but the carry thing is so, the one thing that would make me think about it. Right? It definitely yeah. would make me think. Yeah, and that Jonathan Taylor, that was definitely like, oof. You know, man, that was a lot of carries. You know, not to where I know you hear me say, Yeah, hey, it's a four or five year rental, but that was one where you worried about like, man, maybe year three, maybe year two, this guy might not be the same. Yeah, who knows? Maybe in year one, he might not even look the same is the way he's carried the football. So uh, I, I look at that more, the wear and tear more than anything. Then the age, no. Again, that's I, I don't think that has an effect on me in, in this department. How many guys did you look at, you think? Gosh, I mean, what was it? High, I'm going to say high 20s, I okay. think, somewhere in that element, right in there. So usually about
2: yeah. 20-ish get drafted. Yeah. So that's probably right. the whole draft class. Right. Maybe yeah. some guys you didn't look at will yeah. get, get and drafted. And I've been
3: doing what I've been doing this year, too, and I told Pete, is I said, hey, I've been doing like a – this is how I help myself through the process. I go through, and I've been doing kind of a loose top 15. So I do kind of a loose as I go, and, oh, this guy, I put like a check or something just to go, hey, this guy's in the running for the top 15. And then when I kind of get done with it, I then, you know, go back, read my notes, okay, wait, which ones did I really like? And, of course, I have a feel in my brain already for the ones that were the best ones. And then I try to kind of condense it, you know, from, from that point on there. If you were a GM,
2: would you wait on a running back? Is it deep, or are there some guys at the top here that you might target?
3: Um, I don't think I would really ever draft anybody in the top 15 at running back. It would have to be really, like, wow, 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 okay? So, and and there's one guy that's, I mean, there's wow in this, but not that wow, Hmm. so... I if I was going to draft a guy high like that you'd have to it almost have to be like an icing on the cake type of thing or my team is in a really good spot and I can um afford to you know take this chance, right? Like the Eagles, all right? Let's get into it.
2: You want to start it? Should we start Might it? as well, let's because we
3: know who number one's going to be, well, so let's with just never. With you, we <laughs> never know. All right,
2: time to get into the Chris Sims 2023 running back draft prospect rankings. We broke these down into tiers once again, and maybe this is a shock to some
3: people. There are two running backs in your tier number one. Well, yes. You know, there's one guy that's number one, but I'm going to put the other guy in the tier with him because it's special, so right. I'm not going to just let him... You know, be discredited for what he does, uh, and, and we'll talk about him here in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to him in a second, but right. your number one running back in this class is? Is B. John Robinson. Yes, B. J. Ro- B. John Robinson is is special. He's It's rare that a guy comes around with this complete of a package, right? Uh, and what do you mean? What I mean by that more than anything, I mean, first off, he's got good size at 5'11", 215, right? You know, you know he can run. And all of that. But it's not just like, okay, yeah, he can run. It's, it's, it's the way he runs and cuts and re-accelerates and stops and then, you know, can go again. First off, can do it every, do it all. Like, and what I mean by that is jump cuts, right? So he can, he can get in a position like a Barry Sanders and make you, like, fall over one way. Or he could go, I'm running really fast this way and I need to make a right-hand turn and I'm just going to plant my left foot in the ground and go. I'm not going to break down and try to break your ankles. I'm just going to be kind of a slasher and just hit it and go and never lose speed. So he can kind of do both to where like an outside zone team's going to go, oh, I like him. And then the team that goes, oh, we like to pull our guards and have our guy read, read the block and set up the block. They're going to go, oh, he can do that too. And then the team that goes, oh, well, I'd like to throw the ball, you know, 90 to 100 times and running back out of the backfield for the year. Oh, well, he can do that too. So that's where you get into it. He's a natural that way, right? So in space, he's like, wow, the way he moves, accelerates, makes people miss. But then the way he catches, the way he runs routes, the way he adjusts the ball, and then has the part we've been talking about at the start of the pod where there's a number of plays where you go, well, there's no hole, but he sticks his head down and he gets four yards. Or he makes three or four people miss, and now, okay, i am got about the 10-yard mark, 12-yard mark. Okay, there's nothing else anymore. I'm just going to hit it, hit it hard, lower my shoulders, make that 12-yard run into a 16-yard run because I just said, you know what, forget it, there's nowhere else to go. I'm not going to dance. I'm just going to put my head down and get hard yards. That's where he's special. So there's like, there's no weakness to his game. Uh that's the big thing, let alone the special aspect to his game is is pretty damn special on nFL dot com
2: they have a comp of Josh Jacobs with Bijan. Do you agree with that
3: similar style it It is similar it's I think it's a little more well rounded. Jacobs was like the jump cuts and power, yeah not as much good of the backfield, not the slash ability that this guy had. And you did have Jake you were high on Jacobs. I you love had him Jacobs. number 1. I, out love, out of, I love Jacobs. Alabama. I uh, I'm going to tell you I, the name I wrote and I wrote holy shit next to it cuz I couldn't believe I was right. I wrote Ladanian Tomlinson, hmm. right? This that's that type of guy to me. 1000-yard rusher, 1000-yard receiver could be 28 touchdowns in a season, you know, 15 rushing, 10 receiving, right? That kind of he can be that kind of guy. That's really where he's really got a special you know part of him but yeah I mean that's not that's not a bad a bad comp there either
2: you watch him play you fall in love with him I think yeah, there's a lot of numbers to back this up on why he is where he is right now he was a five-star recruit out of high school in Arizona there he had over 2200 yards his senior year 17 yards per carry as a senior who was he playing against that year? Uh, he was the 2022 Doak Walker Award winner. He's a for man college football's Best running back. Yeah. And pro football focus charted him with 104 missed tackles this season. Well, that's a, It broke their record set by David Montgomery.
3: It, back in it, the day. It's it's like, right. So Montgomery had that great ability, but no speed to go along with it. this guy's got both. I mean, his, his excel, like, you know, again, he's one of those guys when you, when you first watch his first carry, you go, whoa, that was different. That. That hit the hole a little more aggressive than the last ten guys I just watched, right? You know, so you see that right away. He doesn't always look like
2: super, super fast, but no one's ever catching him. I was like, I was watching it. I was like, what is this? Like, it's easy. I almost compared it to. It it was easy. Easy. It almost like compared it to. You know when your kids, like I have like young kids, and we, they blow bubbles, and then they try to catch those bubbles, yeah. and the bubbles just, like, floating there, sitting there, moving. It seems like it's just in the air. you like, yeah. just go grab it. And then I you know. go to move your hand to it, and it just skirts away. It
3: doesn't always look like I'm with you, that it's no like 4-3 or 4-2 exactly. or anything that. He doesn't like look that. that fast, but no one's touching No, him. I know. And, you know, his. It, I think that is, again, his acceleration and his ability to move in space like you talked about. I mean, I wrote to To go off of this right his his ability to make people miss is is off the charts good i you know i went, i wrote i i I watched Texas and i didn't even realize he was this elusive watching on t v breaks ankles slashes, bobs weaves you know vision ability to set up the blocks off the charts, incredible hips and feet runs with power runs with power when he has to legs move on contact certainly capable to push the pile and then I wrote jump cuts are the best I've seen since Saqu- Saquon Barkley Ooh. right that that's that's where he can be in the hole between the right guard and the center it fill up and he just jumps to the hole between the left guard and the center and then can just reaccelerate with his shoulder stand square and it allows him to not only reaccelerate in a hurry, but bounce off people too, and take them on with square shoulders. So maybe you just answered Swish B's question to you. Yeah, Bijan
2: is the best running back prospect since.
3: I think it's yeah. Saquon was pretty damn special, right? Saquon was a lot like this, except Saquon had the little gear that you're talking about that you're like sometimes you wish you saw from yeah. Bijan, and you go Saquon had that. Yeah. So th- th- I'm going to say that he's he's better all around player than either one of the guys from last year. Now, you know, I love Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker's ability to be a sledgehammer between the tackles is greater than Bijan Robinson, and maybe his straight long speed is better, mm. but his ability to make people miss and bob and weave through traffic between the tackles and all that. It's not quite to this capacity. He does it so smooth and so easily, and then where Bijan has an edge too is, again, the pass-catching department. When you yeah. watch Bijan run routes, you, you go, well, he could play receiver if he wanted to. He'd be, you'd go, oh, he, he's going to be an NFL you know, slot receiver. He could do that. Uh, so that's another part where I just look at him and go, oh my gosh, he has just tremendous capabilities in, in both areas. That's interesting. If you could, because you, you were very high on Kenneth Walker, if you could almost
2: combine those two running backs, Kenneth Walker with the home run ability, but it, I think some of the advanced metrics for him last year, he struggled to get more than expected on some of those short yardage situations and he was kind of just it's like hey we're supposed to get four there he got two instead. yeah yeah Whereas well maybe-
3: i could see that you know i could see that in some of those runs too where yeah maybe he was supposed to get four but he was on the edge of like wait if i make this guy miss i'm gonna yeah. get out and get 44 it's like Barry so, sanders it's like exactly watching him. so so you know he can lose a play every now and then because of that, but that it was nothing to the, like Barry, like to Barry Sanders yeah. or even say Quan Barkley. Yeah. There's more of an element here with this guy of wait, nothing's here. I will put my head down if I have to. Yeah, where Barkley, that was the one thing you were like ah. I wish he would just sledgehammer it every now and then. It's always a little dancey, look for the big play, right? Yeah. So I don't want people to think that. But,
2: yeah, there's certainly an element of that. That was the big thing on Barry Sanders. Like, you can hold him to one yard, ten carries in a row, but eventually he's going to break that one. I was like, well, these ten carries in a row really sucked. So I (laughs) hope that one long one is coming.
1: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks and head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies.
2: Uh, so here's the big question. The million dollar question. Yeah. Jamie Escobedo seven says given what pick uh, the first running back has been the last couple of years. Do you think B. John Robinson will be a top 10 pick? So, I mean, I was reading yeah. around on ESPN. Jeremy yeah. Fowler's talk. He goes, quote, I've talked to multiple teams or at least scouts with teams who believe that he is the best overall player in this entire draft. Better than the quarterbacks. Better. Then everyone else, Daniel Jeremiah has him as the number three prospect on yeah. his big board, right. only behind Will Anderson at edge and Bryce Young at quarterback. You just said that as a GM, you probably wouldn't take a running back before pick number, what, 15? I, it would be hard
3: to. Unless... But what if he's the best player in the draft, as some people think in the NFL? Well, listen, he's definitely one of the top 15, okay? That's one thing. that's That's for sure. He is. I don't know if I'd go. I haven't seen the whole draft yet to say that he's top three or five. Yeah, But it, it's, it's hard to say that he's definitely not one of the most talented offensive players in the draft for sure. Right? Top ten? Whew, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. You know, there is a lot of good running backs. He is in that mind frame. I don't know if I could pull the trigger like I said. If I had a if I'm in the usual scenario of most of these top 10s where there's more than one hole on your team to fill, mm. I'd go I can't do it. There'll be a good running back in round 2 or 3. Yeah, he's not going to be this guy, but man, the other two positions we need to fill, we're not even going to come close to being able to fill them in round 2 or 3. So we got to do D tackle right here, right? There's a huge drop off. You know. So where this is where, you know, the rich get richer. At number 10, if I'm the Eagles, I mean, that would be the team where I'd go, oh, fuck. The Eagles, uh, me, the Giants, i going to go, duh. The Eagles got Bijan Robinson. Oh, my gosh. What do you do now? hurts Bijan, goddard aj brown Devontae smith like good luck doing any of it yeah so that that's the scenario i'm talking about every now and there's a team in the top 10 that's like oh fuck you we're not supposed to be here but we got here from some prior trade and we don't have that many holes to fill so we can do this and i feel like they're in that position to do that so let's take a look at the round one running backs who have been
2: drafted since the year 2011 and this is We have it separated by options picked up and then options not exercised. And so, as you see, if you're watching on Peacock and YouTube, and if you're not, we'll try to explain it to you, there have been far more who have not had their options picked up after that first initial rookie contract. Uh, The ones who have had it exercised, you know, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, they, they haven't really necessarily worked out. I think if you go back in time, maybe you don't do that. Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley also in that crew have just had injuries. Yeah. So I, I, that's part of it, too, is that you, you draft one of these offensive Whoa. linemen or edge guys or defensive tackle. You're planning on exercising that you know, fifth year and hopefully resigning him to another deal after that
3: right right well and you know you know to what you're saying here the guys on the right if you're watching on our NBC Sports YouTube page that have the options not exercised. so many of them have had injuries right that's what led to the option not being exercised I know it wasn't like you know across the board there but there's a good amount of them Sony Michelle Rashad Penny David Wilson Clyde Edwards Hilaire right Doug Martin I don't believe did he did not David Wilson, did I say him already? So, you know, that's that's the risk you take. But those guys on the left are – that was a special crew right there. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that was a crew right there where, unlike the ones on the right, you know, and I know we have way back when Trent Richardson was drafted in the top five, Leonard Fournette was number four pick, I believe, right? Um, but, yeah, Leonard Fournette, I would throw in that group of the guys on the left to go, they were like – these guys were viewed as freaks of nature. Like, oh, my gosh, like – these guys don't come around very often that look like this and can run like that. And even they didn't get their exactly. fifth
2: year. We're not even talking about an extension. We're just talking about one more year I know. I know. for the guy.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a brutal position, so I don't know. But the, you know, the, the, Eagle, I mean, the Eagles at 10 are certainly interesting there. I don't know. I mean, go ahead. What do you want to say? Anti-health food is yeah. another option for yeah. you.
2: Given how the Falcons offense is being constructed, could you see Bijan going as high as number
3: eight to Atlanta? I don't envision them being a team to do that, to draft a running back that high. But it's an interesting thought. I mean, it is a team that's based on run game. But that that almost
2: points to because they got it with Tyler Algier last year. I it points to a team like we've built our team to be able to run the ball no matter who's running there.
3: You know, not no matter I know who, I know what you mean. I know we don't yes. need to go top. Of the I don't, ball we don't need man. to go top guy. I don't think that's in their DNA to make that type of move. I would expect that that's where we're going to see them go, something de-tackle, something like that. Now, we get into, like, I think realistically, I think it's going to be somewhere more in the teens or something there. And and who that is going to be, you know, that that's where I don't know. I mean, in the teens, when you get into it, you got the Titans at 11. you got the Texans. They're not going to do it. I don't think the Jets are going to do it. I don't think the Patriots are going to do it. I don't think the Packers are going to do it. I wouldn't imagine the Commanders are going to do it with what they got right now. Are the Steelers going to go? No.
2: Tex Girl says to you, please tell me the Cowboys will find a way to get B.
3: John Robinson. Well, I would worry about like what I would worry about is like your Lions at 18. Oh, right. That's I could see that going Your team that's run based. Right. I like DeAndre Swift. Uh, but he's getting into what? This is year four for him? Option territory, I think, maybe? Yeah. He or no, he wasn't a first-round pick. He was early second. But, but yeah. either way, this is year four. I could see that maybe being, you know, a team that thinks about moving along. If he's on the board at 21 for the Chargers, I would go, uh-oh, yeah, he could end up there with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah. nobody's not going to not like this kid. It's just about whether you want to spend – one of your high picks on the running back position and then have the risk of what we talked about the bad stories are the guys that were on the right on that graphic where yeah they're hurt and you first round picks were wasted on them and yeah they didn't get what they wanted other than Josh Jacobs out of the out of the crew you just glossed over text girl just
2: asking about the cowboys here because oh, she well, wants sorry. the, I didn't the mean Texas to, guys she wants yeah. the Texas guy sure i mean it would
3: be perfect zeke's gone now you got the next Big stud. My only thing is, I don't see them doing that and having a franchise tag on Tony Pollard, right? Mm. That's where I just go. That seems like too many, too many assets in the running back department, yeah. right? It's not a crazy thought. I, I'm gonna say though, he's gonna be gone by 26. You know, I don't know if he'll go his top 10. I would have been, if you made me bet, I'm going to say he doesn't go top 10. I mean, Chargers seems like a floor, right? If
2: he's still there when the Chargers are picking and Eckler wants out, that seems like the floor. I mean,
3: yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, the Chargers, gosh, if the Ra- if he's there for the Ravens at 22, I mean, yeah, yeah that-, that could be them the next pick. I mean, so there's, there's some, definitely some teams there that you could see the, them, them drafting B. John Robinson, who is phenomenal and the best running back in this draft. I just want to make sure. Sure, I know we have two tiers here, but B. John Robinson is the best running back in the draft, plain and simple. The guy in his tier that we're going to talk about next mm-hmm. is really, really damn good, all right? He is fucking awesome. Well, let's get to and it. And he's the guy that maybe why you go, I don't want to draft a guy at number nine in the draft because this guy might be here at 34 or 37 in the second round, and he's awesome too. Your number two running back in this draft class is? Jameer Gibbs, Alabama. Mr. Number One, the running back. Now he's smaller. He's five nine. He's one ninety nine, two hundred, right on the bat, right. He's got better speed than Bijan Robinson, straight ahead, right. Acceleration is it's not much different, you know. They're both in in a in a similar range of pretty damn special when it comes to that department. Now this guy, he is speed and make you miss and outrun you and make you look silly. And everything that way. And that's where he's awesome. And, of course, he's got the, like, pass game ability and route running ability of, like, Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. I mean, this is we're talking about another guy like B. John Robinson. And this guy, you even see it more than B. John Robinson, who can really be a receiving threat. And like a McCaffrey, be, oh, tailback one play, next play be back in the slot, whatever. Right? But I'll say this. All right? Here's my first big comment about him. He reminds me of a Dalvin Cook, right? He's maybe not as quick – I mean, uh, as thick as Dalvin Cook. He's a little smaller. Or the other guy I wrote, you know, he's Travis Etienne. I honestly thought his film was better than Travis Etienne. Hmm. But Etienne is a guy that, again, has about 15, 17 pounds on him. So there's a little difference there as far as, you know, how comfortable teams are you 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 know with that size, right? He's bigger than your typical third-down running back, and his speed – And acceleration is – I mean, it's off the charts good. His top end speed, like I said, like we were talking about, I think it's probably the best in the draft out of the running back position. When you just talk about has a seam 80 yards to the house, catch a shallow cross or something out of the backfield, turn it upfield – um that's where he he definitely separates from the pack and he just from watching it doing the Ahmed Fried scouting
2: where you give me the list and then I go look at the highlight yeah. film yeah, I, what don't you see, think? I don't Tell see me. any of the bad I'm like these guys are all awesome <laughs> um he uh he sets up defenders incredible and, the juking, right? and uh, almost to the point where maybe there are times where they're just like just run you are just you, like you you go. you're fast enough right. you can get by him right but the way that he can just little subtle movements with his hips and knees to set up defenders was pretty
3: awesome he can kind of go and he kind of hops and he makes you think hey he's going to the left he's going to the left he's going to the left and he kind of goes to the left and then he can just stop and go to the right but yeah. set it up to where the defender moves with him and that move to the left and now the guy in front of him's in a great position just to wall him off and he cuts off his out his vision I thought was off the charts good in fact I thought it was really probably the best in the draft altogether right you know you, you kind of hit on it His change of direction is, is up there with like you know as good as you 're going to see ever right. in anything right so that that 's where he is his change of direction's really more violent and aggressive even than Bijan Robinson I thought yeah. you know yeah I, I, that's what, I know, thought just they a hair were... more explosive in that department than than Bijan Robinson yeah
2: it, it was interesting because they both are electric in a little bit different ways, but uh, Gibbs was awesome in high school back in Georgia, forty touchdowns his senior year, but was kind of lightly recruited. And was a three-star recruit, went to Georgia Tech, then kind of was re-ranked as a four-star recruit. But I like this. You know what he said? What? Bigger schools started recruiting him. He goes, "No, I'm gonna stay at Georgia Tech. I'm gonna play there." And then after two years, he went to Alabama. <laughs> uh, but I like that he initially stuck it out there uh, because uh, he honored his original commitment there. But yeah, his four-three-six forty-yard dash time at the yeah. combine, second among running backs. Yeah,
3: it's 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 real home run hitting speed there. And, and you know, we talked about the pass catcher. But I'm guessing the reason he was at Georgia Tech and not at one of the big schools is the size element, right? That's five nine, one ninety nine, 5'9", 199. Right. But, I mean, you watch the highlights. Fucking dude brings it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like our man Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Like, nobody told him he's 199. Like, he thinks he's 254 the way he brings it. So, I don't look at it and go... Oh man, there's a you know a real physicality element that's missing from this guy, and I think he's going to be able to run with a little more power and physicality than than people think when it's all said and done, you know. And then he's got, like you said, great patience, changing his speeds to let plays develop, you know. Like you said, whether it's slowing down and hopping, waiting for the blockers to get there, or you know he can go. Oh wait, there's the whole womb go. Or he can get the ball and he kind of dances, oh wait, there's no hole, and he kind of just waits for it to show up, and then he hits the gas uh, you know him and B John Robinson they both had that ability that I think were you know a notch above everybody else in the draft in that department, but yeah, I thought ultimately he's better than a t n coming out reminds me of Dalvin Cook, except I think Gibbs has more change of direction ability mm. than than Dalvin Cook, but maybe not. You know, the overall power Cook had and physicality to move the pile or lower his head and do all that. He's a first round talent. He Mm. really is. In the old days, I think he's a first rounder. Now I wrote top 40. I don't know exactly. uh, But either way, whoever gets him is going to get a Christian McCaffrey Mm. type of football player here. And it's going to change their offense in a big way. But that would be
2: the worry that you would get the Christian McCaffrey injuries, yeah, that's too, exactly with that right. slight frame and that's slight right. body. Um, one NFL exec said on NFL.com, they quoted him saying, Whenever Alabama's offense would hit a wall, they would get Gibbs involved in the passing game, Definitely. and he could bridge the gap for him. We've got a question here from yeah. MMA Born Sender. Why is Jameer Gibbs the second coming of Alvin, Alvin Kamara? P.S. He was Bama's best receiver last year, but that isn't saying much with the bona fide scrubs on the perimeter last year. Worst Bama teams of the Saban era were the two years Bryce Young started. Yeah. Right. A disgruntled Bama fan.
3: Yeah, I know. Gosh, we, we really feel bad for you at MMA, born Center. <laughs> You've yeah. you're really been struggling through this yeah. bad era of Alabama I football. Know, right? Um, but right? But I... I um, I understand, when I first started watching you know I started I think I was thinking Alvin Kamara I know where he was going in that thought there. dual threat running back and do it all. but I, I want to say this to our man MMA born sender. Gibbs is more explosive than Alvin Kamara coming out. I just want to make sure that's clear. Alvin Kamara could not do some of this. Now Kamara was special in contact balance. He'd be a guy – he was in my top five before I met you. You didn't fucking bring that one up in your sh- hmm. shepherd the people. I didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, whatever we no, call it. Power to the power sheeple. Power to the
2: sheep. Shepherd the shepherd people. Shepherd the people. <laughs> bring them all along. That's what we're doing now. We're shepherding the people.
3: We're shepherding the people. <laughs> but, yeah, that his contact balance was insane. Alvin Kamara was one of those guys where you'd go every now and then, you'd go, man, would he just run straight and outrun that guy? Because he didn't outrun people as many – But he would, you know, make somebody miss, and then somebody would hit him, and he'd roll off them and, you know, run for seven more yards, and then somebody would be dragging on him, and he'd get a few more yards. That's where he was special. This guy's not quite that. But this guy has way more home run hitting ability. And like we talked about with Bijan, it's, it's both ways of making you miss, right? Where he can make you miss breaking your ankles-wise, or he can make you miss where he makes you turn and run, and you go, oh, no, he's going to try to outrun me. And then he can just stick his foot in the ground and make a right-hand turn and never lose one mile per hour in his running and that to me is rare a lot of guys don't have the both ability or the ability to do both i should say
2: we got two more things we can do with him yeah. we can scout his pro day i like doing that live yeah. on the pod here oh you i'd seen like to see video that too i have seen him on his pro day well, let's see I, hopefully it's in fast motion sometimes they give a slow motion video oh this looks regular speed got a hand off cuts to the left but he's right like gone. just
3: he's he's so yeah i like it you see the feet and just how he accelerates. And then along with it, it's not just a straight liner. He's, he's got hips and wiggle to it, too. So he can set you up with body language where you think, oh, yeah, he's going this way. And then like Allen Iverson with a crossover, he gets everything going one way and he gets the body shaking that way. And all of a sudden, it's boom, He goes the other way on you. He looked thick there. In a good way. I,
2: he's, I mean, he is 200 pounds at
3: five nine. Exactly so that shouldn't right. That's what me. people don't realize. Right, and he probably will be more than that in the NFL. You yeah. know, he probably was trying to play that line of wait, I want to run four, three, two, and let me maybe cut five or six pounds here. Right, where in the NFL season he'll be two oh eight, two oh seven. Right, and just a little more muscle and power to take the, the every down beating that the NFL has for running backs. We'll end on his gone. Right. We'll take
2: a look at his measurables here for Jameer what Gibbs. What kind of gone does he gun. have? Eight. We got eight. Ooh, not a great gone. So you know, weight there. I mean, like we mentioned, the the size is, is yeah. lesser than twenty fifth percentile in height, fourteenth percentile in weight. Wingspan, I don't know how important that is. Maybe catching some of those balls, arm length not great, but you get into that ten yard split and forty yard dash, and that's
3: where he does yeah, excel. That's 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 all that matters there. I mean that, that's really at the end of the day. You're just that's going what, that's what you're hoping for, you're number two <laughs> running back. Well I'm I'm <laughs> I'm shocked with some of these guys that there wasn't, like... He would have been a guy, like, when I looked at his numbers, I was like, oh, well, I wonder what his three-cone drill was. Because it just looks like it would be natural. But, man, not many of these running backs ran the three-cone drill. Mm. Um, which was surprising to me. For a guy like him, it just looks like he's so greasy in the hip department that it wouldn't even be a problem. But don't get it messed up, man. This guy's superstar. He could be a big-time football player. It's a little different than B. John Robinson, right? He's a smaller-type guy. But... Hey, we see, like, Aaron Jones at, what, 205 right now in Green Bay. I mean, he's running for 1,000 yards every year. This guy's more explosive than that and has more power than Aaron Jones. So don't let the 199 fool you at the end of the day. I'm I'm thinking more Dalvin Cookish right here with this player when it's ultimately said and done.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal And when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: For the world's greatest athletes, this is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. for the United States, unbelievable. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics, this summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock.
2: Amazing. Oh, well, I like that because your top two running backs are different from each other. Yeah. And now your number three running back is certainly different than those top two. So we're moving out of tier one. You had two running backs in your tier one. We go to tier number two. And there's just one man in tier two.
3: Texas fight, yeah. Texas
2: fight. You're double dipping fight, fight, yeah, to the, text the alma mater. Fight, text fight, text fight, yeah. Usually fight. you're biased against Texas. Du-du-duh, du-du-duh, and it's goodbye
3: yeah, to yes. So this is a bit of a shock. your number three running back. It, you know, Rashawn Johnson, okay? It it would not be a shock if you sat down and watched film with me, all right? I know. and base level, you think. How could the backup fucking running back for the guy that's number one be the number three running back in all of college football? It's easy. It happens a lot. Don't be crazy. We just saw a graphic, right? Trenton Riverson and Mark Ingram, they're on the same team. Yeah. Right? Um, Michael Carter and Javante Williams. Exactly right. How about uh, Ricky Williams and Priest Holmes back in the day? I mean – Ricky Williams was playing fullback for priest Holmes for one year. Like then say that in your brain, what one of the greatest running backs ever had a block for somebody else. So yeah. who ended up being one of the greatest running backs ever too in the NFL. But yes, this kid's the real deal. And, you know, he's a little different, okay, than, of course, the two we just talked about. The two that we just talked about have three rockets up their ass and, like, you know, seven rudders to make right hand turns and cut on a dime, right? I don't know why I went with the boat reference on the works, rudder. Though. I don't, but you know what yeah. I mean? You know, they can just go, the rudders can make them turn. File that one away. All right, I'm file, filing it away, Mr. Yellowpants. <laughs> All right, but this guy is not that. He's not going to make people miss. He's not going to really break a lot of ankles. This he, won't, he won't make people miss. Yes, he like, will. He will. Not the crossover like we're talking about that way. Go over them. He yeah. will go over them. He will run you over. And he's a little bit more of the guy that, you know, he's a slasher, like I said. And that's what I'm trying to explain to people listening out there without me getting up and, you know, you don't want to watch me move or do anything like that. He's not going to break you down and do that crossover Allen Iverson and stuff. But what he is going to do is like, you know, full speed, little wiggle, not nothing great, but stick his foot in the ground and put his head down and run you over. And then his acceleration—he's the biggest we guys we've talked at at this point. He's two twenty, and his acceleration is real. It's right up there in the same class as Bijan Robinson and Gibbs when he takes off. I think it might be exactly the
2: is same 10-yard split. I, I have 1.52 here oh. and I remember Gibbs was like 1.52 and then yeah. so Bijan was 1.52 When I Bijan,
3: well I mean when I saw this kid hit the hole the first time I went, "Damn, okay. This was this was like watching Gibbs or Bijan." I was going, "Okay, whoa, the the hole is the same."
2: Yeah, now, Gibbs. So here's the here's yeah, the numbers. So go ahead. Gibbs
3: 10-yard split was 1.52, same as Johnson.
2: Um, but Gibbs' 40-yard dash was 4.36, which yeah. is in the 97th percentile, and the 40-yard dash for Johnson was 4.58, which is in the 40th percentile.
3: Yeah, he hits a, um, a point in his game there where, yeah, he just doesn't have the long speed. He's not that kind of guy. He's, but when you talk about tough, realistic NFL yards like we talk about and a ton of – great 10 and 12 and 15 type yard runs he's going to be great at that he really is and he's 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 an nfl starting running back he just got stuck in a spot where he was behind a guy that's like a freak of nature that only comes around every now and then and Bijan john robinson and he was at school with him but i mean I, I i love the guy i mean right away size it's easy his speed hits the hole fast ability to accelerate top notch you know i'm big into the stick the foot in the ground thing you know that by now you know and he can do it violently to make like defenders miss so again like i said it's not the breaking down and shaking you that way it's more of i'm going to you think i'm going to run through that hole so fast that you turn and run and then i can kind of hit the brakes and cut off of it am i explaining that the right yeah, way yeah. okay good i just want to make sure i am um, but his toughness and physicality is the another part that you know, I would say he has that above the other two. He can move the pile and run over people at a little higher level. And I'm guessing you realized that, too, as you were watching the highlights.
2: I think his yards after contact were the best because I, cause I watched the them in order. I watched yeah. Robinson. I watched Got Gibbs. Then I watched Johnson. I was like, man, he, he's getting more yards after contact than those guys because yeah, well, no one's I, touching the other guys, wrote- but –
3: he is a fucking powerhouse. Moves the pile or yeah. gets more yards after contact than anyone I have seen. Yet.
2: Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I yeah. think that that's his game. And will he be able to run over those dudes in the NFL? I mean, he is big. He's six foot, two twenty. Yeah. But this is the crazy thing. And you mentioned that. You know, don't overlook him because he was behind Robinson. He was also not recruited as a running back. In high school, he was a quarterback in Texas, uh, a running quarterback, but also threw quite a bit, had 7,000 passing yards in his high school career, was a four-star recruit, and then he was moved to running back in his freshman year due to injuries, and so they didn't even bring him in as a running back. He learned the position, was behind Robinson, and then here you go. He's his number three quarterback yeah uh, running back for yeah. chris sims
3: well it's, it's crazy right i mean it, it really is um but he's uh great feet here's one thing though let yeah. me throw this at you yeah In watching it, I was like, all right, are
2: we getting tricked by some awesome offensive line for Texas? And I don't think they have a whole lot of top recruits, but, you know, they're Texas. Sure. And those dudes are good. Yeah. I was like, part of me was like, are we getting fooled by a a good scheme and a good offensive line that's making life easy for these guys?
3: Well, I think there's, you know, know, like you said, I don't think there's a ton of draft talent there. But Sarkeesian and them, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But they're still so many runs of like well there really isn't that much there and whoa he got 10 or he got 12 you know again to where you could piece it together definitely and you know you know you started getting into this and I started you know other running backs are going to talk about it, or even Jameer Gibbs they could sit there and go well damn they had some big holes too right so you know it's it's it certainly wasn't anything that I found like oh wow right I'm I will say I'm keen to this if holes are just opening up and guys are just running straight and i'm going whoopty fucking do right that that i'm not like oh wow oh god he had he had 400 yards rushing he never had to make one turn or make a cut like so i'm you know me i'm never yeah. into just letting that overtake my my thoughts yeah. over the big picture and that thing. does happen a little bit like with Gibbs you see some of those plays for Gibbs but where then, it just separates for yeah. him yeah but right. then
2: it for him for some of those guys with speed it's still impressive because there are defenders with angles on them that they just outrun
3: well that's where and two I think that's where these three guys you're, you're they're maybe not going to get the credit they deserve in some of these ones that you're even talking about right now there's a skill to that what you're talking about and that's where I'm going to lead you here is like there is definitely some runs where you watch these top three guys go, and you go, "Oh, well, that was got through the hole that was good and then, as you watch other guys as you go along, you start to realize, "Oh well, wait that other those other guys got through those holes because they're really fast, like they, these guy this hole's the same for this guy here. he just can't get through it, mm. so there is the piecing that together to what you're talking about too, where you see some twelve yard runs. And you go, whoo, man. He flew through that hole, and then you see that same type of hover running back later on in the day, and you go, well, they got three yards because he didn't have that extra gear or the ability to accelerate through there quite to the same level as these top guys.
2: Sometimes you spar with PFF. You go back and forth, right? Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I talked jabs. to him on pod. We had some good talks the yeah, other day. There's was good on times them. and yeah. bad times sometimes. Right, you know, right. The well, not
2: personal to the guys not, there. No, not at yeah, all. Just don't all. always see things the way they do. Not personal to them, just the work that they do, yeah. which is not personal at all to <laughs> any of us. <laughs> You're uh, a dick. Uh, they go, he would have been a bell cow back anywhere else in the
3: country. Yes, yes, no doubt. Another line I'm going to throw you. More I watch, more I like this kid. He is going to wear out defenders through four quarters. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. He didn't even get a chance to do that. He's going to be a guy that teams are going to play, and you're going to go, oh, fuck me. He's coming through the hole again. I got to take him on one more time. And he's, not, he's the kind of guy that, like, he, he kind of likes it. You could tell he likes it. Yeah. He likes punishing you. So, yeah, that's where, you know, and that's where I got into this guy's a big time NFL running back. Yeah, he's not a jump cut guy like we talked about. He's more of a slasher, but he's violent and his acceleration is real. And his hips are better than I gave it credit for originally. You know, he to me, I wrote Joe Mixon, Isaiah Pacheco type of runner. That's who he is, in my opinion. It it it's it's not going to be a lot of, you know, jiggle and wiggle. It's going to be, ooh, I see that hole, and I'm going to go through it a million miles per hour, and if you want to get in my way, then so be it. But you're going to pay for getting in my way, and that's where I love Rashawn Johnson.
2: So with those two comps you throw out there, he could go anywhere between the first and, I don't know, seventh round. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> seriously, uh, stay tuned on seriously. That one. Uh,
3: I, I I He's like, I don't know where. Li- li- what we've seen here typically with running back, right, is what? If somebody doesn't go somewhere in the late 20s, it doesn't really seem to happen again until the third round, right? I mean, it's rare. I don't, I don't feel like we see a ton of second-round running backs every now and then. But Pacheco would – I mean, I, not Pacheco. Rashawn Johnson would be a guy that I would certainly think is – I wouldn't be mad if somebody took him – you know, in the second round, yeah, by an, any stretch of the imagination,
2: we had no first round running backs last year. Right. So we did have three last year in Hall, Walker, and Cook. They all went the, all, the second round, all
3: kind of early in the second round, right, top half of the second round for the most part. There, Cook was later. Cook was a little later. Yeah, oh, yeah Cook, Cook was, was later, later for the Bills, later in the second.
2: And then uh, the year before that, yeah, just one in the second round. Javante Williams was the only second rounder. Right, he got a lot of even just one third, and then a lot About of fourth, and, fourth and, and then, so that's how it kind of big. works out. It's
3: yeah. almost like quarterback. It's like those one or two, three really highly viewed ones go somewhat early in the draft and then there's a wait we think this pack of running backs is kind of all close together so we're not going to draft them in the second third Mm -hmm. round anything like that um so we'll see where it goes
2: so you have two running backs in your tier three that you think are kind of close together and your fourth and fifth running back in the draft class this year and there's probably more guys that are in this tier that we'll get to in your honorable mentions part of it um but uh Let's move on to your number four running back in the 2023 draft class, a guy that near and dear to my heart, my alma mater.
3: Man, look at that. Sean Tucker, Syracuse. Right, number 34. Uh, Man, like a little ball of muscle, Sean Tucker. That's (laughs) what he really is, really. I mean, smaller, really thick, dense, powerful-looking body, right? Almost like a guy we showed up. The name I wrote down originally when I first saw him was a guy we just showed in the graphic a few minutes ago, Doug Barton. Right? Do you remember Doug Barham of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think he led the NFL in rushing one year. The human bowling ball. Yeah, the human bowling ball. Right? It's a little bit like that. I mean, the change of direction movements. You watch Syracuse right off the bat. I mean, you talk about breaking ankles. This guy can break ankles in serious ways. He's got unbelievable jump jump cuts. You know, and also hips are really good too. So not only you know that's another part of like sometimes those straight liners. You know, they can't weave and do all that. He can jump cut, make you miss, or be upright and kind of just weave through traffic. Am I explaining that the right way? Mm -hmm. Right? Where he just can kind of lean and be loose as he's kind of running through a straight line but varying off of it a little bit without breaking down or making a sharp cut, right? He can kind of like, hey, I'm off the guard. Hey, there's a receiver downfield. And he just keeps running. He just kind of weaves and bobs. That's what I'm trying to say by that, right? So he is really good. And Like I said, the jump cutting is insane. I mean, it's it's as good as anybody in this draft as far as that de- department. And then, you know, um, like the power for his size, the low center of gravity. I mean, it's another thing that just jumps out to you when you go, how many times does he run up into a hole and there's not really anything there? And shit, he pushes it forward for another three or four yards. So this is not just some space, break your ankles, highlight type runner here. There's a little meat and potatoes to this guy. Runs through a ton of arm tackles. You know, and that's where his quickness comes in too. He didn't always have great blocking up there. So he'd make people miss beyond the line of scrimmage. They'd have an arm around him. He'd pull away, turn around the corner, and all of a sudden it's a twenty yard gain. I mean, he's just, just he's a really impressive football player. And see, this is why it's guys like this that make the whole market go down. Cause we're talking about the fourth running back, and you hear how awesome I'm talking about him. Yeah. He's a starting NFL running back. And, you know, he's probably not going to go in the top 50 picks of the draft. Mehmet 305 says, could it be that Sean
2: Tucker from Syracuse, the alma mater of Ahmed, be the next star running back that will burst onto the scene in the
3: right scheme? Yeah. So he's on the the right thought there. I'm with you there. You know, hey, he's got to be on the right team, and we know that. What scheme,
2: what team are you thinking? You know,
3: I don't know if there's any, like – He's gonna be able to do it all. Exactly. Yeah. It seems he like is. he's pretty well. I don't rounded. think there's gonna be anything. It's just, you know, can they have enough blockers to yeah. just block for him? That's sure. all, that's the scheme we're talking about. <laughs> the <laughs> one that blocks for people. <laughs> right? You know, because, yeah. but you're you're saying yeah. it, right? He's got the he's got the all around ability. It's not a guy that I look at and just go, Oh, he's only third down, right? Or he's only a pass catching back or whatever like that. Uh no, this is more to that. And and then you know, like I told you, the acceleration, I thought it was as good as anybody in the draft not named Bijan John Robinson or Gibbs, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously Rashawn Johnson's in that. You know, my man Miles Murphy, one of the top D linemen. Yeah, do you think this factored into your ranking? Well... The guy from it, Clemson, it, 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 right? So you top. knew about this? Yeah, yeah,
2: you were at the combine. Yeah, this is your your patented question. Which well, you, you try to—I mean, you did the same thing when Connor was here. You're like kind of picking his brain on some things. Right. It's like you're trying to get a little head start on your on your note taking.
3: Like, well, what do other people see? And so you asked the edge guy from Clemson. About, you go, who
2: who would you have a hard
3: time tackling? Who's your best? Yeah, who's the best player you played against this year? Whatever. He went, mm-hmm. he went, uh, you know, uh, Sean Tucker, and I was like, huh. Uh, i wanted to be like who yeah and he said syracuse I said, oh yeah that the little running back from syracuse i saw him this year yeah, yeah you know but yeah you know i wrote that about halfway down my notes so it wasn't biased to me but as the film was confirming it i was sitting there going hey well, now i know what this fucking guy miles murphy said this guy's so damn good well he should know right, right. he I mean, should he... know he got a firsthand look at the damn guy right um but he's natural in the past game right So there's nothing like that. We talked about Michael Carter earlier from North Carolina. I thought he's very similar to that, except he's stronger than Michael Carter. There's more of a power element with this kid. So, you know, maybe not quite as quick as Michael Carter was, but I think stronger... So maybe a blend of Javante Williams in there is what I'm Ooh, talking about. Which we finally we, get the one.
2: We finally got there. Mashed right. them together. So he was not a big recruit out of high school, just a three-star recruit, went to high school in Maryland, but then had a huge year in 2021. That really was his breakout season. Almost 1,500 rush yards. He broke Joe Morris's school record He there. was a guy
3: I thought about making that comparison to. I didn't think anybody on the podcast would know who that is. Mm. Does anybody? I would love to be able to ask that to out there. Do you know who Joe Morris is? In the comments right now, yes or no? You just have to say. <laughs> Do you know? Give us one. Yeah. Do yeah. you know? I don't think you know exactly. Who Joe Morris is. He's got the I school record, stalling.
2: 1979. Right. You know, it's like Joe Morris, right. Big Joe, Big Joe. We called him Joe Cool back in the day. He
3: was actually really little, and he was five oh, seven. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> meant. You know, it was more ironic. It was he, more than ironic. You were gonna anything. know him, but you don't know. You know him. He was my dad's running back. Oh. Okay. Number twenty. Right. Joe Morris, tall little guy. I mean, he was muscle hamster, unbelievable legs. Right. And that's what he was. He could kind of make you miss. But man, his acceleration and getting through the hole. And he was like this guy probably 5'7", 210 pounds, 205, could squat like 600 pounds, right? Yeah. One of those type of guys. But there's your little Syracuse there history lesson right. for well, you. Yeah, okay? I knew that. I wrote in the comments <laughs> that I knew that.
2: Uh, the one knock on him, or maybe one of the bigger knocks, yeah. is that maybe, what, how are his hands? Is he good Good as a patch, pass catcher? He dropped 10 of his 73 catchable targets, according to PFF. I, he,
3: he has drops, but it, it goes along the lines of like – there's receivers we watched in the draft where I go, okay, this guy, yeah, there's drops. There's, there's not all drops are created equal, though, you know, like we said. There's the drops where, like, hey, the ball's coming right at his face and the guy drops it. And you're like, how the fuck do you drop that one? Or there's, like, hey, you know, the ball's coming at his face, but the guy's, like, turned because he's worried about the defender. and right? He's trying to, like, turn and make a move as he's catching it, right? There's differences there. I didn't come away looking like, oh, this guy really fights it. There was a few that I saw where, yeah, he's 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 the best player on their team. He wants to make it happen. Yeah. So he's going, I'm about to catch a screen, and if I can make this guy miss, I'm going to run for a big play. Oh, I, I dropped it. you know. So he has a few of those. He has a few in the flat where he drops, where ball a little behind him, he can adjust. but. I don't think this is going to be an issue for him. There's still plenty of others where you just see natural and you go, okay, he's got no problem. He didn't fight that at all, and it seemed like it was nothing for him. Very rare a Syracuse guy in your top five. I'm so pleased that I that love Syracuse, baby. You had a
2: Michigan guy is in your number two corner. This has been a big year for Seriously, the teams that I root for. Damn,
3: I'm kissing your ass too much here.
2: We are staying in the Big Ten, though, for a year. Fifth and final running back, who I do know there was some debate on who to go with. There was, Number five. there was. I'm,
3: uh, I, I, you know, I had to go with my heart here. You know, I almost let some of the things I talked about, what I want to correct myself in, and be better at, and all that kind of crap. And I just went, wait, 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 who's the guy that I like the best? Right, and it's not just highlights or oh gosh, he's run for seven thousand yards, and that's Chase Brown from Illinois. I, I, I just, you know. He was one of the earlier running backs I watched in the process. Smaller guy, but rocked up. All right. It's like a different look, even though his measurables are very similar to Sean Tucker. Yeah. It's a different looking guy Um, where Tucker's was more lower body based with thick legs and that. This guy's a little more proportionate and like you could see like the shredded rocked upness on his arms and everything, you know, just in his uniform. Right. So if I'm trying to paint that picture, I hope that's the right way there. Um, but he is a little more, this is all about violence and twitch. There's not going to be a ton of ankle break and it's hit the hole a million miles per hour. I got to make a right hand turn and I'm going to do it 900 miles per hour. I'm not going to break down or break your ankles or anything. That's what this guy is. Right. So acceleration's really good. Top-end speed's not as good as his 443 combine speed would say, but man, as an all-around player, there's nothing the guy can't do. He is good in the pass game. He's more of a a slasher than a jump cutter, but still can do that. And. He has the type of speed to bounce it around the edge and get a big one too. I'm not saying it's Gibbs speed, but it's it's big time speed where he can certainly rip off a 40 yarder around the edge.
2: Yeah, five nine, 209, turned 23 a couple of weeks ago. So I guess Illinois has an identity. They got
3: some physical dudes. They Devin really do. Your number one corner. They really do. The most physical guy in the draft. And maybe. this guy for a five nine running back. I mean, he's physical. You know, again, that's, you know, he's a, he's a little bit of a. You know, like, like I said, it's it's a slasher. It's a when he wants to make a cut, he does it with his feet. It's not wiggle and like that. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna wait. I'm gonna break my feet down. I'm gonna pitter patter, and I'm gonna cut this way really. But he can do it really quick and really fast. And of course, his ability to accelerate is close to those top guys we've talked about. It's not quite there, um, but man, he is tough as hell. He is not afraid to lower his head on anybody, and he carried the workload. To where, here's a guy, to our earlier question, where you go, I, hey, 5'9", looks like he has to lift weights to be 209. This is where you go, oh, I worry about, the, the, you know, I, I, the, the thought crossed my mind to our earlier question of, yeah, there's a lot of carries for a guy that size, and, you know, I hope it doesn't wear his ass out, you know, two or three right. years from now. yeah, had
2: 328 carries last year, Pete says in my ear, 1,643 Rushing yards, fourth most in uh, college football. And he won the John Cornish Trophy as the top Canadian player in college football. Wow. What's more of an honor, winning the John Cornish Trophy or being in (laughs) Tier
3: 3 of Chris Sims' rankings? I mean, Uh, that's close. Well, I don't even – John Cornish is a familiar name, but I can't say – that I can call it off. The you don't top know of my John head. Cornish? Neither do you. He was my dad's running back back in the day <laughs> in basketball. My dad's Canadian. Yes, I don't know who
2: John Cornish is. Um, well, but I, it's he was probably me, very actually. good. He was a five, obviously a very good player. Nine seasons with the Calgary Stampeders. So you've
3: never made it out of the CFL.
2: Well, yeah, a good Canadian player never wants to. All right, so third tier,
3: third, yeah. th- top five. Chris Sims is better. That is better <laughs> than winning the John Cornish Trophy. Uh, I'm just we're going to ask fun. if we
2: can get Chase Brown, which we need to get some of these uh, interviews, right? Are they avoiding us here? Some no, of your guys, gonna like get your into guys? It here. are going to do I that? I hope
3: not. Yeah, I think we are going to get into that a little bit. Um, um all right. Gone there yet? Though
2: I think that's good on uh, on your what top colors? five. There. Oh, let
3: me just give it one like a little love okay. with him. Well, Colombo, Colombo it. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah. You know, you know, I again, I probably a third rounder we're no. talking about here okay. somewhere like that. I wouldn't be mad if he went early third or somewhere. And the guy he kind of reminded me of that I wrote was Tony Pollard. You know, I thought he was actually more explosive than Tony Pollard was coming out. Wow. Right? Maybe not as smooth, all-around athlete. I mean, Pollard... Could run routes like a receiver. This guy's a little more, you know, jittery and like I said, it's all a little straight, more straight linus and cut this way, Ha-da-da, cut that way. Right? It's not like just like flowing and oh, I can just weave through stuff like that. That's not what he is. Um, but man, it's it's who he reminded me of. I think this guy is, you know, he's gonna he's gonna cut out a, a a a spot on somebody's team next year, and somebody's gonna make him a part of their offense and make sure he touches the ball a few times a game. One thing is for sure, he is a
2: top five running back in the eyes of Chris Sims. So we'll get into the honorable mentions here in a second. But let's just recap it. Take a look what we did. Two in tier one. That might be maybe the biggest surprise here. You had Bijan Robinson number one, but you you also like Jameer Gibbs there too. Rashawn Johnson, another Texas guy. What if I mean? You, I feel
3: like the only thing that's the Bijan yeah. Robinson Gibbs thing is really just the, the size thing, right? It's like sixteen pounds and. That's the only difference in a lot of ways.
2: If so, if Gibbs just gained 15, 16 pounds, they'd be I think code they'd be ones. very close.
3: I mean, their movements to me are are very similar and special that way. I mean, you watch the highlights enough, you see enough football. You yeah. you certainly were impressed with the way he moved, right, compared to B. John Robinson. And it's an all-orange top five. Sorry, I'm just moving on. It's an all-orange top five. All orange top five. You're right. Wait, well, no. Alabama's wait. not really orange. Okay, Let me, <laughs> see damn. what's happened
2: on this pod. Damn, look
3: at that. You don't even I know. I mean, no. But here's no maroon red. is not orange very, close, is very close to orange in the color
2: wheel if you want to get down <laughs> that road <laughs> that road again which i do not all right so honorable mention so let's start with a guy from tcu kendra miller who i watched the highlights of last night because i, I thought, told
3: you i was gonna make him top i five, thought he right? was gonna be in the top five I yeah know. yeah
2: so what'd you think of him uh can be patient and slippery not afraid to lower his shoulder. Right. And when watching him, I did not realize he was as big as he is. Yeah, he's like six foot 220 or something. Right. Like that.
3: Doesn't look like that when you look at him in his uniform. Yeah. He looks like he's kind of like a, a, you know, I don't want to say smaller, but you don't look at him as being a bell cow type guy. Right. 5'11, 215. He didn't run anything at the combine. Right. You know, and he's, like you said, he's slippery. Right. It's a lot of like unreal contact balance and nice runs through the tackles where you just go you know his hips are good he can slash or juke like you hear me talk about but the thing that just you start to realize is how many times he gets hit in the hip at the line of scrimmage and then gets five more yards or somebody hits him and he bounces off of it and then he gets hits again and he bounces off that for a few more yards so that's where I was really impressed that's where he reminded me a lot Of Alvin Kamara in that department see this is Alvin Kamara was a lot like this Mm -hmm. right maybe not quite Alvin Kamara might have been a little faster better feet but had this element and I know we talked about this earlier in the pod where Mm -hmm. the contact balance is so good that it made me think about maybe making him number five and the you know there's just so much of that and then the other thing that I guess is you know you you watched he doesn't look like he's real fast he kind of was a flat-foot runner. Like people need to peep that a little bit. Flat-foot runner who doesn't pick up his feet. Hmm. Have you ever watched Alvin Kamara? He doesn't really pick up his feet. He kind of slides them on the ground. I haven't noticed have that. Have you ever, like, mm-hmm. if you go home tonight and you have, like, five minutes of spare time, yeah. you go, let me see what the fuck that crazy Sims is talking about yeah. for a second. My wife is like, what are you doing? I'm watching uh, Alvin Kamara's feet. He kind feet. of slides them. You never see him like Roger Craig high knee or anything like that and this is what this kid does and of course what does that do it allows your feet to be close to the ground all the time so as soon as you get hit Mm. your feet are on the ground and you kind of can absorb that hit a little bit better and keep your balance that's where i thought he was really really impressive and then i thought you know he feels like he's missing a gear when you first watch him and there are a few runs where you go i wish he wouldn't be so patient you just go right but damn I mean, he has some runs, and I mean, not some, plenty of runs where you go, he doesn't look like he's moving that fast, but nobody's catching him. And some of these guys are fast, and I saw their combine times, and they're still not catching him. So that's where he's a little deceiving, you know. Uh, It's not the sexiest you've seen, but with that physicality, the size, and the contact balance – You know, it certainly makes you think it's going to translate to the NFL. There
2: are a couple players that are going to be in other people's top five who are not in your top five, and one of them is UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. Uh, He transferred from Michigan, had a pretty good year, some big games. You look at some of his biggest games, you're like, man, he was the only guy on offense for UCLA, Uh, but he's not in your top five. No,
3: you know, one, I mean, hey, he's, he's, he's a lot to like. Right? He's six foot, he's 214. I thought he was bigger than that. I'm not going to lie. When I watched UCLA on TV this year a little bit and saw him, I thought there was a little bit more of a physicality power element and uh, that I was you know maybe a little bit disappointed in when I watched you know on film a little bit, um, you know I, there's too many runs where I, there just should be more where I just go, oh there, there, there should be more here. you know. Whether he runs somebody over and should get more or the hole or, wait, there's only one guy here and we can't just let him bring you down. I think that's what bothered me more than everything or anything. He's He's good in all areas. There's not like anything that you just look at and go, oh, wow, it's another problem here. He is a little bit of a slasher like we talk about, stick your foot in the ground type of runner. You know, there's no jump cuts or wiggle or anything like that. He's never going to, like, make people miss, break their ankle or be in the A-gap over here and it closes up and then jump to the left and reaccelerate. That's not what he is, you know. He's a slasher. He just wants to kind of be a straight-liner that way. Um, You know, he's got the quick feet, the pitter-patter that I talk about, right? You know, his leg drive on contact is very good. It is. He moves the pile a lot. Uh, I talked about the pass game a little bit, yeah. and I think he can be a very good route runner. You know, he is—he's sudden, and he's a no-nonsense style of a uh, of runner. But because of that, there's there was you know bigger plays to be had, and I think that's you know ultimately what made me leave him out of the out of the top five.
2: You liked him, but you just didn't love him, and you have to love yeah. him to put him in the
3: top five. of
2: of chris sims and put him on that graphic
3: yeah and just the power just didn't blow me away i guess like i thought it was for his size i thought man there's other guys i've seen here or we've talked about already where i go yeah maybe they're five pounds less than you or whatever but their power is every bit as good if not better let alone they're faster and more explosive he is very good i certainly could see him you know Starting as a running back in the NFL, I'm not. I don't think that's crazy at all. But I just did not think he was in the top five combo. How about the fastest
2: running back at the combine this year? The guy from Texas A&M. Yeah, we got Devon Achain. Achain, four point yeah. three two forty yard dash. Right. Doesn't let play all running like that. Okay, so okay. he's not. He doesn't look that fast on film. It's
3: not quite that speed, no. But it's still damn damn good, right? It's a it's a smaller type of running back here. I think he's a guy that, you know, 5'8 and a half, 188, right? He's more of your pass-catching tight end. I don't know if he's a tight end, excuse me, running back. You know, Austin Eckler-ish, right? Deion Lewis, remember him? Michael Carter, who we've talked about a few times today. I think it's more along those lines, but really not, probably not even as strong as Michael Carter. Um, But for a smaller guy, he is very comfortable between the tackles. So don't think this is a guy that's like, oh, we only got to be on the edge and he's always got to just run fast. No, he's, he's not bad as far as his ability to kind of, you know, weave through traffic inside. And because, you know, he's small or whatever else, he does a pretty good job of never letting anybody square him up and crush him, right? So he's always kind of gets on the edge of people. But, you know, I, 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 I know he ran forward 3 too. But I wrote I wouldn't have guessed he ran 4-3-2 on film, and you know he's quick and his acceleration is good, but it's not wow quick or wow acceleration. It certainly wasn't to me on film in the same class as the other running backs we talked about, you know, early on in the pod on, on the pod. He can jump cut his 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 you know vision's pretty good, great body control, but. You know, I, I just thought, you know, ultimately the size and he's not as sudden as explosive as his combine numbers would indicate. He does have good hands, you know. Uh and the more I watched, the more I did like him. Um, but but I think ultimately more he's gonna be more of a third down space type running back, uh, along the lines of the guys that I mentioned already. Different style for the pit guy. Is he yeah. a band Yeah, right. Would you uh like and not like about him? <sighs> he was another guy okay. Chase Brown, Kendry Miller, and Izzy, as they call him, Izzy. Well, they were really the ones that were in the top five running for me, or that spot for number five. Izzy has a part of his game that's elite, right? Izzy has a gear that, man, maybe only Jameer Gibbs had. We really? really? <laughs> talked about it. when you talk about breaking out of the pack and like you talked about how B. John Robinson, you thought, oh, I wish he was just a maybe a little faster top end speed. Right. Yeah. Same here with me. Right. Acceleration of this guy, top end speed. He has a gear that I, I didn't I don't think anybody has this guy's gear once he breaks out in the open. Now, his accelerations, not that of the other guys. nor is, his. you know, just willingness to just smash it in there, physicality the same way okay he's not going to just do that he's kind of going to wait and pick his spot and then if he sees a spot he's going to go and when he turns it on I mean he can run by anybody for 80 yard touchdowns he has an incredible body but I do wish there was a little bit more of a um, physicality element to his game a little more of a recklessness to push the pile or just smash it in there when nothing was there You know, it's funny, on NFL.com, they have a NFL
2: player comparison to Isaiah Pacheco, and we have a question. It's the same build, Greavesy101, viewer from Scotland, love this time of year for the Sims draft content. Uh, Glad that you like it. Who from this year's running back class could be the next Isaiah Pacheco? So maybe not necessarily in running style, but a guy who's like late, seventh round. Let's take a flyer on this guy. Wow, he's a huge part of our offense.
3: Yeah, mm, that's a good question. Maybe some of
2: the guys you've already mentioned. Well,
3: yeah, they're not going to be the late seventh round kind of guys, right? Um, But this guy... I l- listen. I understand that Pacheco. He looks like Pacheco in his uniform. Does he? That's what. It, that's really what it looks like. But the 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 thing is, he's just not. Pacheco is like he's scary when he's running at you. This guy doesn't want to do that. Mm. He doesn't really run people over or break tackles like that. He wants to maybe gear down and try to bounce off of you, so then he can turn it back on and outrun you with his straight speed. He is a he is a true slasher that way you know he's a guy that we just talked about in chase brown it's gonna chop his feet and then redirect not break your ankles that way um vision's good let me just see here you know like i said the long speed is really what separates him or makes him special yeah but uh, you know i think i've I've said it all for the most part it's the physicality it's the breaking tackles that i wish it was a little bit more he's a straight liner you know um and and I just wish there was a little bit more of an explosive element when it comes to him hitting the hole. Uh, but, yeah, built like a Pacheco, Pacheco but doesn't run like him. you know. And I even wrote Melvin Gordon, right, as far as, like, the body type. All right? But it's not Melvin Gordon coming out either. I mean, Melvin Gordon was a first-round draft uh, choice for a reason. He had a little bit of both. But when they break out in the open and they take off, they look the same. I guess that's what I was trying sure. to say there. Sure. Yeah.
2: Um, so, so maybe not. Any of these guys you've talked about already, obviously, being that seventh-round guy. But uh, yeah. real quick before we get to maybe one or two questions from the homies about your other positions here. We have Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State, and we also have Eric Gray from Oklahoma listed here as perhaps in the discussion as, as Robin Hood guys for you.
3: I, I like Eric Gray a lot. Eric Gray, is, he's made from the NFL. There's, there's really nothing he can't do on the football field. Okay, you know, maybe that power physicality element was the only thing that and just like pure speed is why he doesn't get in the top five conversation. But um, smaller running back. Right. Who's compact a little bit like your Sean Tucker, but not quite that thick on the bottom there. Right. Um, But uh, he's 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 doesn't have one weakness to his game. I wrote he's really smooth. I wrote Mr. Well-rounded. He can jump cut at a high level. He can also slash. He's slippery in space. Makes people miss in the hole at the second level a ton. I wish there was more raw speed, a little bit better a uh, little bit better acceleration. He does run his run hard. He lowers his shoulder when it is appropriate. You know, is um, another smaller running back that I wrote that bounces off a lot of damn tackles. He's got an incredible spin move, and he's a natural in the spin game. Uh, in the the past game, excuse me. But straight speed was definitely the biggest negative. You know, I wrote not slow, but he looks like he runs high 4.5s, maybe low 4.6s. You know, definitely some runs where you go, he's going to get 50 yards, and then he gets 15, right? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the reason why he's not. But man, everything else... He's got a good feel for the game, like I said. He's got great vision. He can break tackles. He can break your ankle. He can slash a little, and he looks like he can really catch the ball out of the backfield. It's just that pure physicality, explosive element that's missing That's doesn't put him in the top of the list. You know, but I would say this guy's a mid-round pick. And to the, our last question, or this could be a guy that comes out of nowhere where you go, nobody talked about this guy. He was drafted in the fifth round, the sixth round, something like that. He's starting on our team, and he's got 1,000 yards rushing and 700 yards receiving, right? Yeah. He This could be that kind of guy. That's why we like to do this
2: graphic, and I don't know if we've shown it already, Pete and Kristen, back there, but the Sims Robin Hood running backs because – if any of these guys go and dominate in the first year, we'd be like, yeah, we we saw that. We were all over that. We were all over that. We saw some of the good things they could do. So so let's is... just put every running back on that ca- on No, that I mean, that, but that's not true. It's, these guys, we there's a skill we no. like, but not in your top five. I yeah. think it's a good distinction there yep. uh, for
0: those guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal And when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: For the world's greatest athletes, this is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. for the United States, unbelievable. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics, this summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock.
2: All right, we're gonna end with this. We got a couple that are not questions here from the homies, yeah. but they are. It's actually gonna get you in a good mood as you end here. They're compliments to you. Whoa, so, what's going on here? So we got one about your uh, your cornerback rankings that we did last time. Scout D NFL says one love the Joey Porter exclusion. Good player, but cannot turn. Extremely exactly overhyped right. due to physical tools. And right. number two, love the DJ Turner respect. Seems to be highly overlooked. Very talented, quick, fluid, and technical.
3: Man, I love you, at Scout DJ. Yeah, right? We're, we're, we're buddies. We're the we two best Sims. buddies that anybody could have. His best buddy or his burner account, and one or the other. I still, I, I asked you before the show. I mean, I still don't understand why there's not more DJ Turner love. I don't get it. I don't know. We'll see. I just, I feel like he's gonna be one to prove me right when all's said and done. Yeah, I feel I like maybe some of it is he wasn't talked about all that much, and maybe during
2: the game his the hype name didn't not come up around. As much, right, but, so
3: it's a hype thing. Right, again, I don't know how you could look at him and Joey Porter and go, "Oh, Joey Porter, yeah, I trust him to cover that receiver better than DJ Turner." I just how how could you think that? How could you watch film of those two guys and go, "Wait, I want that one." What? That's where I just – I don't get it. Well, let me give you this, then, since
2: you went there. I'll just give you one from our guy Vish Kumaran. Yeah. Uh, We like when Vish chimes in. He goes, are you scared about Devin Witherspoon's vertical speed? I get that the film is out of this world with all that underneath stuff. Probably would be a great nickel with his quickness and quick trigger. Yeah, he's right about that. But the times he was challenged vertically, he got run by. And so Doug Farrar says on 15 targets of 20 or more yards downfield last season – he allowed one reception for 39 yards, no touchdowns yeah. and two interceptions, so seemed to do pretty well on that.
3: Well, this is where you can't look at it. This is where it goes back again to the context of the situation, right? Didn't play a lot of the good offenses or great quarterbacks of the Big Ten, right? Got lucky that he didn't have to play any of the big-time receivers. And this is where, again... You got to watch games, you know, where I told you I've made mistakes of watching clips or third down or coverage right. or whatever else. Got to watch the games because the games are going to eventually start to show you plays where you go, okay, wait, the ball wasn't thrown his way, but this guy did beat him deep. He just got fucking lucky because the team said, hey, we got two go routes. Don't throw at Devon Weatherspoon, Witherspoon. Throw it the other fucking guy, right? But here's the difference too. And this is a great question. Right. And here was one of my little bit of my splitting, where I, you you heard me say it last week. DJ Turner and pure coverage and his mechanics and some of these things he does. I mean, he was perfection, right? Witherspoon tries to squash everything. And within that, that's what I was trying to say. He'll, he can be a little choppy in his mechanics, right? I I think I tried to explain that last week. And he can be a little bit like, playing off coverage 8, 10 yards off and be like he'll just sit there like hopping his feet, basically gambling like you're going to throw an out route or something underneath so I can break. But within that, when people go vertical on him or run a go route or maybe a deep out route or a comeback, he's not in the position to turn and run, right? Devin – I mean, our man – I don't know why I keep – on want to say Devin Bush, uh, DJ Turner. Yeah. He never gets caught in those positions, See, that's where that's where I felt really – DJ Turner would go, okay, man, if he – I'm 10 yards off and he, if he runs the slant right here, then okay, he's going to get me. But I'm going to turn my body a little bit because if he does run the go route, he ain't running by me for sure. – right? So, Witherspoon will probably get burned a few times in the NFL. Hopefully, it happens during training camp before he gets out in the real action and he has it on TV. Yeah. But that will be a come-to moment because he'll – I want to take this away and press my coaches, and you start to realize, oh, fuck, I can't do this all the time, right? And so it's not a physical question, and that's, to me, the difference here. If there was a physical question where I went, oh, man, he really has a hard time turning and running. No, he's not as good as Turner in that department, but – this is more of just approach and mechanics than anything else. It's not like oh, there's a physical question I have about his ability here. That's yeah. a different We don't want it to happen in the NFL. We want it to happen in practice because if he does poorly, it, it looks poorly on us. <laughs> right. right
2: now, however, he but does, he's right our... about
3: his nickel category, his nickel value, and all that. And again, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah, there's real value in that now. Who cares anymore? It's it's not as big a deal anymore as it once was so in my in my
2: eyes. Vish did send some video to support his claim here, so maybe even even have. Having said all of that, I mean, take a look at him getting beat on this versus
3: Wisconsin. The deep, was that the? Uh, I don't know. I haven't see seen there. this yet. Yeah. Let me just see. All right, so here he is. Here uh, the the one up top. Was he up top? Let's see. All right. Oh, all oh, oh, right. So yeah, by. let's go back again. Oh. Let's go back. But see, yeah. there. That's what I'm talking about. That was the play I was talking about. Ahmed. Like, see, he's too. You gotta you gotta turn your body at some point. He's squared up like the guys didn't run. Someone here he is at the bottom of the screen. Right, the guy runs across her. Or no, he didn't run the crosshair. It's the same type of thing we just talked about. See, he's too square-footed waiting for the break. You can't. you got to turn your hips at some point. Th- that's the big problem. I mean, that wasn't bad. I have no problem with that. Right Here, Here's another one. But yeah, it's just a little too aggressive. At some point, you got to backpedal and get your hips ready to turn. So he took those chances. And more times did not have paid off. Here was the first one we missed. See the crossing route? He's going across the field on the yeah. top. But even there, you know what he tried to do? He tried to come underneath it and take away the slant route, and the guy was running a deep cross route. So then he's, oh, shit, I'm behind him, right? So, again, they're not physical questions. This is more about approach and mechanics. And, and that's why I thought it was a little – sure tighter with him and dj turner than than people want to give it credit for
2: so vish great question but chris is gonna stand by his number one ranking. no but he he makes well yeah i am
3: i am standing standing by it. but you he makes a very it's not the vertical speed it's how to how does he how does he handle the vertical attack that's Mm -hmm. what he's got to change his vertical speed's plenty good uh, vish that's that's what i think at least that's
2: a good question to end it on but you know what we have one more we always like to do one more thing and we we do that because we love Columbo and I love that show is one of my favorite growing up and now there's a new show on Peacock that's similar to Columbo called Poker Face and so before we go we got one more thing and that is from Doctor Casper on Twitter if you want to follow him there's Columbo hey hat tip to you too as well which is also streaming on Peacock Hello, right now Columbo. hey I'm a ghost boo is his Twitter handle he goes long time listener appreciate all you do let's put this to rest. I'm an atmospheric scientist. <laughs> what? Atmospheric See, scientist. See
3: the kind of listeners we have here? We got he goes, it's
2: smart people. He goes, colors, invisible spectrum of light, go like the colors of the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. And so once and for all, orange is between red and blue.
3: Okay. All right. All right. I will believe you, Dr. Casper. Yeah, he's agreeing I'm not going to listen to... Yes, he is agreeing with me, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was also. I think I was Wait. trying to say orange is before <laughs> PC, red. Are you he's an disagreeing idiot? with you? He's no. disagreeing with me. I was trying to say orange is before red. He's oh, saying yeah, right. red is. See, first, that's why we can't I, do anymore. Because I, I mean, our brains. I, my have dumbness mush. is wearing off on almond
0: free. Our, our brains, brains have going become on mush.
2: Doctor so Casper,
3: why. I got you. Peter's
2: promise is the last time we will try to figure this out. Because hey, clearly, I'm a ghost even
3: boo, even with
2: given the answer by an atmospheric scientist, I still screwed
3: it up. Uh, no, but that, I'm glad we got that figured out. And hey, I want to take <laughs> one more question if you don't mind, right? Okay. One more because Whoa, I know we'll be on the corners thing and the Emmanuel Forbes one. Okay. Did you right. see that? Right. I did. Yeah. The Mississippi State guy. He won. And our man CFO Bain. Right. I he, just w- I just cut that one because Kristen's uh, sandwich is ready. And I know uh, cafeteria it's, tw- right it's twelve
2: now. seconds, and so we're leaving. Emmanuel Forbes, CFO Bain. Just listen to your cornerbacks pod. You didn't mention Emmanuel Forbes, but he is getting a lot of round one buzz, despite only weighing 166 pounds. Where would you rank him? He's from Mississippi State.
3: Yes. And and, and again, there's things I like about him. He's 6'1", 166. He ran four three five. He has a 148 split. You know me. I love fast. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I'm a whore for fast corners, right? But it's all about it's so straight liney. I mean, if anybody makes any moves, it's less than. So that's why I couldn't put him in my top five. I do believe we've named him in some of our honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. He's the next group down of guys, right? I do he is tough as hell for 166, right? Only thing I just – the negatives were all side-to-side, change of directions, way too many steps in and out of uh, transition, right? Doesn't have really great hips that way. So anything straight away is great, you know, but anything other than that is below average. So, you know, that's where I kind of thought he was more of a second-rounder type of guy. I know there's going to be guys, some of those taller, fast, straight-line guys, DJ Charks of the world, he's going to be a great matchup for him. that kind of guy, right? You know, but – Damn, the first time he sees Jamar Chase, I would be scared to death of it and go, uh oh, this is going to be trouble. He's going to spin him around like a wheel. Um, So that's where I worry about him a little bit. But good question by our man, Sifo Ban, And that is it. Now that are we sure are done. We're done. Ahmed and his yellow pants are done here. Okay, what color are you going to wear next week? This Wednesday? I don't know. I'm not. I'm No, not. So I am doing Premier Premier League. League.
2: So Connor Rogers will be in this seat. A guy who actually knows what he's talking about and may know the colors of the rainbow better than me. (laughs) Uh, It'll be good to have Connor here because he's been studying these guys for over a year now, frontwards and backwards. So he'll be a good uh, foe. for you perhaps he will be
3: you're right you're right it will be It'll be good connor's awesome he's been knee deep in this stuff for a long time yes and uh you can go do your other jobs for a little bit exactly and then we'll see you monday exactly. you'll be back Monday. i'll be back right? monday okay, yeah. so good. we got
2: tight ends on wednesday with you and connor yep and then monday i think it is we go in big butts
3: edge we're going edge. there's only ninety seven thousand of them for me to watch this week so <laughs> yeah. don't worry
0: you got a whole weekend says pete your weekend is booked got exactly
3: right all right everybody hope you enjoyed Ahmed will be back next Monday he's leaving us Wednesday but it will be me and Connor Rogers going over the tight ends the position rank there it will continue continue to subscribe rate review send your questions love the questions today really we'll continue to nitpick in this win and again anything any player you got question about whatever throw it this way I'm not saying I'm right you know that I do my work I do my best And we can have some good conversations about this. Everybody be good. Enjoy the next few days. Enjoy the national championship game on Monday night. Go UConn Huskies. Okay. Peace out, homies. Clap it up.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal.